Everybody and welcome to episode 28 of the Coach Killers Podcast. My name's Nick and I'm here with Stefan. How are you going, Stefan? Fantastic, mate. Flipping the donuts over here, as yeah. you can see, making the coffee. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? How's um, It's you been know? a somber week. Yes. It's been a very somber week. International you know? break somberness. International break somberness and no club football. But a lot to talk about, you know. Like the Euros kicked off this week. Yes, the they Euro did. Qualifiers. And the defending champions, Portugal, did not start off well. Two, two uh, draws from their two games, you know. Will they be able to back up and, you know, make it to the Euro finals? Or I'll tell you one. They're thing. missing. I'll tell you one thing that Portugal will be doing du- during the Euros, and that is they will be sitting at Nando's. At <laughs> Nando's, <laughs> because they will not qualify at all. That I can guarantee you, well, my friend. That's a big statement. Yeah. And what about what about the Netherlands? You know, they've come up one win, one loss in their two games. You know. Uh, we'll talk more about them against Germany later. Yes, but, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom for them, and I'll give you my case why in Game of the Week. So okay? no alarm bells ringing No there alarm for bells, Germany? mate. They are flying, mate. Um, and, you know, you'd be happy with Italy's current form? Happy? I'm ecstatic. A huge 6-0 mate. It, Italy couldn't score any it's goals three fun, weeks ago. It doesn't matter. The Italians are flying, mate. Yeah, Watch and, out. And there's a new starlet um, coming. Yes, there is. Anyway, we'll talk about him a bit more. <laughs> And what about, you know, the news close to home, you know, from Western United or yeah. whatever they're called, <laughs> wherever they're from? Western Penguins. But, yeah, they were in talks uh, with uh, former AC Milan striker Pato to try to get him down here on a deal. Yes, Alexandre Pato. Yes. But, so, they, but they couldn't get it done. They no. failed. Um, you know, <laughs> he he said instead, he said he wants to move back to Brazil and play for Sao Paulo next year after he's had his two years in China. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that? You know, does that shows, say something? Yeah, it does. It shows that the A-League's obviously not even up to standard of the Brazilian Championship, which is an absolute joke of a league, might I add. But, you know, oh. he had the option to come here, is get it, paid Is the A-League highly. more of a joke, though? the Brazilian bit, league. It is a little bit. I mean, we've got goalkeepers here wearing caps. Yeah. <laughs> during yeah. games. Yeah. I don't know about that. But anyway... <laughs> um, yeah, so that's happened. They've signed a few players, but um, you know they missed out on the big one. Yeah, Hopefully, they can get fish. they can get a bigger signing than Kone. Hey, convince Sadorf to come out of retirement. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, might as well get Florent Maluda as well. That's it. Get John Arnarisa while you're at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> or Ryan Babel's doing wonders <laughs> for Fulham. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, but yeah, let's kick off with our coach killer of the week. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Yes, and our coach killer for this week is Chris Niku. <laughs> yes, the FFA chairman. What chairman? Uh, mate, so during the week, uh, we heard the FFA chairman, Chris Niku, come out and uh, tell the A-League fans that the thought of promotion and relegation is unlikely until 2034. Yes, that's right, Nick. He stated, the current A-League clubs have a license till 2034, so promotion and relegation earlier than that is not likely. Meaning it won't be possible. It won't even be a possibility until 2034. That's 15 years away. That is, you know, what I'm about to say, <laughs> uh, mate. It's absolutely crazy. It was, you know, it was a personal view from him, and as no discussions around the matter have happened with the board or anything like that, you know, what do you make? What do you make of that? How can well, look, you just I mean, come out and say that? I, like I agree with you, Nick. You know, the FFA then came out to clarify the statement, but made the water murkier. 
From what has been said, I think the A-League clubs, you know, want control of their own destiny with an independent league before it happens. I can see that point of view, Stefan. I, I really can. I can understand it. Um, you know, with no salary cap restrictions, you know, the clubs can move forward with big investors that will help and, you know, maybe get these Alexandre yeah, Patos. That's right. And look at Canberra. What happened with Canberra, right? Multi-million dollar investors and they said no. Like, yep. stupid move by the league. Absolutely. But, but more to it, you know, in the blueprint for an independent cop competition to exist, you know, a growth to a 16-team home and away competition is viewed as the first step to bring in promotion and relegation to and from a national second division. I agree, but two, you know, 2034, really? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, we want to grow the game and then give these teams some, you know, some chance to fight. Yeah, you know, I agree. Win. Yeah. Put it in a discussion, you know, and, uh, you know, for a vote, really. You know, there only needs to be 75% approval um, from the existing clubs yeah. for the, you know, promotion relegation to come into effect. Well, I mean, you know what? This discussion is going to happen for years. We could be sitting here in the next 10 years talking about this. You know that, right? And the sad part is we need this to happen because teams like the Central Coast Mariners are making the A-League look like a garbage sewer. Yeah, well, look, they're completely well off the pace. But they're fine with that because they know they're not going to get relegated. And there's, yeah, that's right. There's no consequences. And there's no problem. There's no issue with being last. There is an issue. Look at all the top t leagues in the world. Teams have believed to not finish in, that, and in the bottom three. Even like, all right, you look at AFL or even basketball. Well, yeah. not basketball anymore, yeah. but AFL, right? You finish last, yeah. you get number one draft pick. Yeah. In the A-League, you finish last. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. You don't get relegated. That's There's right. no draft. But we can't bring in a draft anyway because this no, is football. We don't want it's not Aussie rules. No, no, no. We don't want a draft. We I'm want saying, relegation. I'm yeah. saying, what, you know, for the team that's sitting bottom, you know, on X amount of points after yeah. after 20-something games, what's their motivation to the thing, do well? The thing is as well, and as a lot of people do not understand this, but... These teams that finish last do not get enough money, right, if you yep. finish last. It's only going to end up worse for the A-League because eventually what will happen is a team like the Central Coast Mariners with a lot of history will go bankrupt. Yeah, I think and so. And fold. Mate, it's all the FA's fault. That's and right. that's why Chris Nicker and the FFA, you are our Coach Killer of the Week. Now, let's move on to the A-League review. Yes, let's kick it off with the Wellington Phoenix game. Flying. Yes, against the Wanderers, mate. They beat them 3-1. Yeah. All three of Phoenix goals were scored in the first half. Roy Krishna's late red card, though, was, yeah. a, was a big point in That's the game. That's a big problem. Um, you know, he's a pivotal part of their attack. Uh, so they'll miss him this week. And, um, you know, uh, the Phoenix uh, current, are currently in fourth position on the table. Yeah. With five rounds remaining. Sitting eight points clear of seven place Newcastle to be within touching distance of their first final berth in four seasons. Wow. Unbelievable. They're, they've been the surprise packet of the year. And we've mentioned them every week, you know, on the show. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's because they're absolutely flying. They are the informed team of the A League. They they really are the are. They're the dark horse. Well, I'm serious. We said it in the, our A League review, you know, all yeah. these signings, you know, they brought in Stephen Taylor. Yeah, our preview at the start of the season, we said we had them in the finals. We did. We had them both in to make it, but we didn't think this would be happening. Yeah, well, they're, they're playing out of their skins. The culture has been overhauled there by Mark Rudan. He's bought a new part. Hopefully, hopefully they can keep Mark Rudin. I mean, there's rumours. There's big rumours that he's got. He's already signed for Western United. That's Huge the big rumour yeah. around, and I believe it. I don't think. I think he's already signed for Western United. But what if what if Wellington go all the way? All right, he it's, won't it's, stay. It's a, it's a, you know, we're drawing at, you know. I mean, I'd love it. We're clutching at it. strings here or something. Whatever yeah. the saying. Clutching is. at straws. <laughs> clutching at straws, and 
you know, what if they do come win? Does he leave? Yeah, I think he does still. still. I think he's already done it. The deal's done, apparently. The deal was done months ago. Okay. So that's the rumour on the inside football, Goss. And what about our victory boys? Yes. Last Saturday? The Mighty V. Uh, They got the job done against the Raw, winning 2-1 at home. You know, that was the victory's most pivotal uh, win of the season, in my opinion. Really? You know, as they were coming off an average run. Like, what did yeah, they lose? Four, Drawing, four losing the AFC Champions League as well. And Barbarossa's first half double sealed the win, which was which has now cemented Victory's third place in the competition. Yeah. Uh, Stefan, we've been talking about it all year. Are they the real deal or are they pretenders? Uh, you know what? Pool? I cannot believe I'm going to say A-League. this. I can't believe it, but I reckon they are pretenders. Come, get off. I mate. think Perth Glory will win the A-League by a mile. I think it could be mate, Perth every versus team, uh, Wellington. Mate, every team goes through their lulls, and I think... Their lull hasn't stopped. They're playing shocking football. Well, we'll see. They're playing... They're for, relying uh, on individuals now because they know their play is no longer good enough. They've got Perth Glory this week. Um, oh, so mate. That's going to be they, a bath. If they can get that that's win... That's going to be a bath. Second place is not far. Nah, it's and then gone. maybe first. It's Who gone. Knows? It's gone. It's gone. Who knows? They've got to they gotta win all five games if they're to finish top of... Willis, it's gone, all right? <laughs> And what about that cracking game last night? Oh, what a what an absolute gem of a game! Brisbane versus it. Sydney. Yeah, uh, Sydney got back to their winning ways, beating uh, the Raw three one. Yeah, I think the Raw is just getting hammered at the moment. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it was a really entertaining match, and it was probably one of the better Friday night fixtures of the season. I agree, mate. I hundred percent uh, agree. Lafrange and De Jong on the score sheet for Sydney. In you know was a. Absolute masterclass from the Sky Blues, in my opinion. Yeah, mate. Right. Uh, I'm with you. You know, they're six points off the top place. Do you think they can, you know, hold aloft the Premier's plate? No, they can't. There's no way. Perth will grab the the uh, Premier's plate, but Sydney are looking good. Got to admit, they're coming to the to good form right at, at the right time of the season now. You know, with only yeah. so many games left, they're doing better than Melbourne Victory. That I can assure you. The glory of, you know... Been doing well, and I think Diego Castro is is probably you know, yeah, their know. main he, driving force. And who is he in the grand scheme of things? Well, an absolute hack. Well, <laughs> like, all right, I saw a I saw something during the week comparing Diego Castro to Kisuke Honda, right? And his stats for the season, and they're pretty pretty spot on. Of course, you know, you and know. this is Kisuke Honda, uh, you know, a who? seasoned veteran. Oh, mate, look, mate, he everyone, played for every, AC Milan. So what? He played for AC Milan in their worst period. That's but what nobody still, understands. That was an average the, Milan team. The Japanese hero, you know, like, come on. Diego Castro, Kazuko Honda. Listen, mate. Honda's 10 Honda, times the player that Castro will ever Honda's be. Honda's future is going to be featuring in the next sequel of Kung oh. Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's past it now. Like, he's a bit old. He's long past it. Right? But I'm saying. How can you player, have a player. Wait. How can you have a player managing a team? Doesn't matter. He's I still, don't care. That's absolutely. Bonkers. But he's still probably one, probably the best player in the A-League if you look at his stats, you know? And Castro's right up there with him, you know what I mean? So I think that's good signs for the glory. You know, Castro was brought in to do a job. I can't believe Victory have accepted Keisuke Honda's services on a part-time basis, paid him all this money, and he's still going to coach a team. That is absolutely outrageous. I don't agree with that. Are you a footballer? Or are you a manager? You can't be both, mate. Look at Viali at Chelsea and the, and the stuff mate, that happened there. <laughs> when you right? play in the A League, you can be whatever you want, because mate. Did, we're that still, stuff doesn't we're still even a growing at, league. That stuff doesn't even work at the top level. He, he, That's just like saying, let's look, get the orange boy to be an assistant coach. It doesn't matter. At the when same you, when time, you, when you watch Honda play, he runs rings around 
you know, 85% of the players in the A-League. Yeah, and, and he's a part-time manager. That's the saddest part of all. It is. It is that's sad, sad. But it's the truth. It's sad. Right? And for Castro to be up there with the same similar stats as Honda, that's a that's a good It shows how, how Honda really is then, I guess. And um, Sydney, sorry, you're not winning the Premier's Plate. Yeah, because... look, really, we don't want you to win the Premier's <laughs> Plate because you guys suck to us. <laughs> let's no, have Adelaide drop out. Oh, no. yeah, we're just got to put that in. And lastly, lastly, I've got some exclusive news, Nick, for all Whoa, our A-League this? I'm going to pick news. the A-League back up again. This is, Tell me. This is something I've personally been waiting for, and I hope this happens. So, Network 10, so Channel 10, okay. is set to make a major bid to secure the A-League free-to-air broadcast rights next season and increase the number of games televised live each week. But not only that, they want to challenge Fox Sports and become the main broadcaster for the A-League. What? Nick, just imagine free-to-air football in Australia, what it would do for the country and the game. Mate, if I was Gillan McLaughlin at the AFL headquarters, I'd be be worried. (laughs) Because, mate... Football in Australia is growing. It's the most growing sport. It is. Absolutely. The kids are, you know, enrolment for for soccer and AFL, it's two different two different spectrums. You know, football enrolment for young kids wanting to play uh, football is like yep. 600,000 compared yep. to AFL is like 80,000. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And mate, Imagine this. Free-to-air, that's what will help grow the league as uh, well. All free-to-air A-league games. Not live. everyone can afford Foxtel um, these days, especially with, you know, how expensive life is. That's right. And football, and you know, is a worldwide game. You that's know? it. I'll, I, look, I hope Network 10 do get it because one game a week from SBS isn't good enough. Imagine that, you know, uh, Stephen Quartermain co- uh, commentating A-League. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Archie Thompson will get a full Maybe us. <laughs> maybe us. Yes, get us if you... If, if <laughs> Network 10, if you're listening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's been our uh, A-League review for this week. Uh, let's move on to our game of the week, which was Netherlands versus Germany in the Euro qualifiers. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Yes, what an absolute gem of a game it was. Full of excitement and goals galore, really. Oh, I love this game. You know, Germany secured a thrilling 3-2 win over the Netherlands. You know, the Dutch fought back from two goals behind in Amsterdam on Sunday night for the European qualifier, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, well, Leroy Sané opened the scoring with a well-taken finish after you know a first touch inside the box. But Serge Nabi's, uh stole the first half show after cutting inside Virgil van Dijk to whip uh, a wonderful ball into the top corner for a 2-0 lead. Yeah, well, you know, at that stage, you were, I was watching that, the game and it looked like it was all over for the Dutch. But the Dutch transformed into a different team in the second half. You know, I don't know what Komen did, but <laughs> um, Matthias de Ligt pulled one back with a leading header before Memphis Depay found an equaliser from the inside Depay. of the box. Yeah, I said Memphis Depay, didn't okay. I? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, but then the game built to a crescendo in the 90th minute with Nico Schultz, who <laughs> won it for Germany at the death, mate. Mate, it was an... <laughs> I have not watched a European qualifier like that for a while. You know, it was an absolute cracking game. You know, I know Germany won and everyone's all chuffed about the 90th minute winner, but I cannot believe how much the Dutch have improved, you know, especially in recent years with all the problems that have been happening in the Dutch team on and off the field. Um, you know, there will be seriously a massive threat when this Euro begins. Do you see them qualifying this time? Because uh, they've, they've missed out on the World Cup and the Euro. Yeah, and I, I see the them qualifying by a mile. Well. I see them qualifying by a mile. But 
all right, the, maybe the well, it was a younger German team that came out, you know, that rose from the ashes of being, you know, uh, dropped, really, yeah. dropped out in the World Cup. You know? I, I know, I know, everyone's all scared. You know, it's one of those things. Germany's always going to be up there, but for me, the Dutch have been the, the massive improvers over the last four years or so because you know, just in saying that Germany have dominated the Dutch and that they haven't. They won off a 90th minute goal. We've got to remember yeah. this. Now, the but Dutch were two games count because they, they do they're, count. They're, they're they the do two count. heavyweights in the league. They uh, are in their group. In their group. In their right. group, they are. But who's to say that they can't drop points with each other? You know, who's to say that the Dutch can't go to Germany and give them an ass whipping? Because I think they can. I think Ronald Koeman has done an absolutely fantastic job, you know. Um, and just further on that point, I just yeah. want to say, you know, in my opinion, I think Joachim Lowe has had his time, you know, and his World Cup showed it. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, man. I, I think he's had his time. I think they need to find a new manager. So you're agreeing yeah. with me that he's done? Joachim I think Lowe. he's done. Joachim Lowe's had his time, you know. He yeah. won He won the World Cup. Uh, that's it, you know. Yeah, give, give someone else a go. That's it. I 100% agree with you, Nick. Maybe Klopp will take over after Liverpool fail. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, nah. and maybe they'll do a swapsies. Oh, you're like Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolute garbage, Nick. Anyway, Netherlands' next game is against England in the semi-finals of the UEFA Nations League in Portugal. Um, I think England will run rings around this young, nah. improving, improving ne- Dutch team. Right? Ronald Koeman's Dutch team is gonna do something in the next. If they can give him four years, I'm confident that they'll make a final. So Whether it be the are Euro they a the chance Cup. against England? Yeah, they'll, they'll smash him. You think they'll smash him? They're more organised than the Poms. I'm sorry to say it, but oh. it's true. England's England only a... went far because they had an easy group. No, they got an exciting team. And now with, you know, what's his name, Jandon Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. He's, he's been running rings in the Bundesliga. Well, we'll have to see. You know, England's always really had well good players. In the qualifiers too. They've always had good players, but when they get to the World Cups and the Euros, yeah. they crap themselves. But maybe no Gareth, Gareth Southgate is a new era, I think, and they showed it in the you know in the World Cup. They did well. <laughs> they did well. They made it no, they to did, the semi-finals. They did. they did well, and they got beaten by Croatia, but they did well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that was our game of the week for this Which week. Which was an amazing one. <laughs> <laughs> it was. A, it was a great game. We picked a good one. Yeah, we did. Uh, stay tuned for uh, later in the episode to hear our next game of the week. Yes. But now it's time for around the leagues. Yes, uh, let's begin with the Spurs. Harry Kane came out, you know, this week saying this is the best Tottenham team ever and they need to win trophies to show it. I agree. I agree with him. This Tottenham team hasn't spent any money on the transfer window and look where they are. Yeah. They're doing a pretty good job considering the, the, the people that are behind them, you know. Mate, they've become a Champions League regular under Pochettino and have finished in the top three in the past three seasons of the Premier League. You know, but they don't have anything to show for it. Well, look, they're out of the title race and all of the cup competitions in England this for this season anyway. But, you know, they still have a chance for the Champions League. You know, I think, and I've said it, they're going to do something in the Champions League. Yeah, you rate them as a dark horse, don't you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm tipping them to get to the semi-finals, which means I'm tipping them to get through against City over the two well, legs. Yes, they do have City in the Champions League now. And, you know, I don't think they have enough belief, really, to get the job done. I like, think it's you're big... wrong. You're wrong and delusional. If anything, you should be backing up my point. You're a Man United supporter. Why would you want City to go through? No, I, I don't think City not, will go through. They're susceptible not, at the back. It's just, it's just uh, from an outside point of view that this I don't care which team goes through yeah. because they're both oh, going to lose go. to United. Yeah, right. Because yeah, United's sure. winning the Champions League. This, this is how season. I see it. This is how I see it. 
Harry Kane against Sergio Aguero. I think Kane will get the upper hand. You think so? That's how I see Ooh, it. Cool. They're going to be the two differences in the no, Champions I, League. I think City's too much quality. They got the they got the squad to compete in the Premier League and in the Champions League now, um, and it's going to be a tough tough task uh, for for the Spurs to get through. Well, we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see. I think they're going through. <laughs> All right. Well, let's now let's talk about uh, Lukaku's comments this week. You know, he hit back at the critics and claimed uh, he's the best Belgian striker ever. Yeah, he probably is. You know, he said he said that he would cop criticism, and he he was told he wasn't good enough actually from his younger days. Saying journalists said I was no good and wouldn't score twenty five goals for Belgium. I think I was only nineteen at the time. Wow. Well. He scored 45 goals in 79 caps for his country right now. Yep. You know, making him the top scorer in their history. He did say when he runs out to play for Belgium, he doesn't run out with pride, but rather with anger, you know, just to prove all his haters wrong. Well, that's another problem in itself. You know, he scored all these goals as well, which is good. Don't get me but wrong. But he's still he's, criticized by his... He's by Belgium's his... top striker, but he's not going to win him a World Cup or Europa League. Uh, I mean, or uh, Euro. And Belgium will never win any of those competitions. That I can tell you right now. Oh, come on. Come on. Everyone you... Everyone. the last two World Cups was like, oh, Belgium, Belgium, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, where? What happened in the Euro? Can I refresh your memory? First game of the Euro? They finished third. Hang on. First game of the oh, Euro. In... Wait, wait. Euro, let Euro, me okay. let me refresh your memory. Jacarini dominates Belgium. A 32-year-old Jacarini. And this is... A team that's going to win a, a cup competition. Mate, that was that was four years ago. Mate, get over it. Belgium's overrated. <laughs> you, we saw they it. They did in the well World in the World Cup. They did they so good. Third. They did they so good third. in a group with bloody Tunisia. I think it was. They finished third overall. Oh my god! Right? Everyone remembers bronze place. Please. No, no one remembers Spare it. Me. But, Spare me. Spare me. They're improving, <laughs> and I think this Euro will be their crown. You reckon they win I'm the Euro? I'm calling it from now. They're, the Euro is Belgium. You absolutely got something wrong. Belgium with France final. <laughs> Huge. Fantastic. Anyway, Fantastic. We'll, we'll revisit this in two. What do you mean? What about Macedonia? Uh, uh, we'll be happy. Through. Macedonia will be happy just They're to They're going to qualify. There. But anyway. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Unai Emery now and his plans for Arsenal. He has apparently yeah. uh, sanctioned the sales of Mkhitaryan, Ozil, Elneny, Chambers and Mustafi to clear up funds to bring in four new signings in June. What do you make of that? That's a manager. You think that, so? That is a manager. That's an absolute godsend. That is what you want from the club. For, you know, that is what you want, sorry, as a fan from your manager. He sanctioned, you know, what he thinks are Mkhitaryan, his best players. Ozil, Elneny, these are all starting players in their current team who, you know, have been doing well. Like, Mkhitaryan's turned his, you know, Premier League career around at Arsenal, and now they want to get rid of him? Well... And, and Ozil, a servant, after, and they're going to lose Ramsey as well. To Juventus. You know what? Who they, they need a fresh find? start. They need a fresh start. They're Arsenal. They're a big club. They're one of the biggest clubs in London, if not the biggest, right? Even though they're nowhere at the moment, yeah. right? They bring in big players. Everyone wants to play for Arsenal. No one's going to say no. <laughs> Who's, who are they going to bring in? Well, Who's see, they going to bring in that's better than the Mkhitaryan? They've brought in Ozil. good players. You cannot say... Do not tell me for one second that this season they've brought in rubbish. They've brought in Lino, who's been a godsend. Torreira, who's been a godsend. Uh, Guendouzi, who's been an absolute freak at 19, dealing with so much pressure. They're, um, the other guy, what's his name? I forgot his name, but, you know... Which they've one? brought in They've brought in the, the uh, centre-back they brought in. Mustafi? No, <laughs> no not Mustafi. Socrates. Socrates. He's, he's been, been rubbish. He's been pretty... He's been okay. He's been Give rubbish. him some time to adjust. My point is this. They're going in the right path. They're going on the right path. Oh, I don't see anything wrong with that. And huge news coming out of Germany this week. Bayern Munich have agreed a deal with Atletico for Lucas Hernandez, uh, which will, who will join the Bavarians for €80 million. Euros. 
Huge. Yeah, I mean, the transfer was confirmed on Wednesday, you know, and they are paying double the previous Bundesliga record for a defender when they bought Tolisso for 41 million euros. He's now the second most expensive defender in the world, and I think he can live up to his price tag. Bayern have made a, like, a completely awesome acquisition here. Yeah, but does the price really reflect the player they are bringing in, or is it just inflation and today's prices? <laughs> I think it's a bit of both, really. You know, he's a World Cup winner, a Europa League winner, and a Champions League runner-up, all at the age of 23, Stefan. So I think the price reflects that. You know? Yeah, but You're you are paying for a, for an experienced player. Like he's, he's got experience, in... yeah. He's played in the big games. I do agree with that. But sometimes with these big price tags, they fall. We've seen him crash and burn in the past. So I'm not too sure what to make of his signing, to be honest. And I've never rated Tolizo, mind you, either. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, cool. I we'll see. Think... Good luck, uh, Hernandez. Let's see how you do. Doesn't sound um, <laughs> But a player who burst on the scene for Italy this for, this past fortnight, Mr. Moise Keane. I don't know why everyone's saying he burst on the scene firstly, but anyway, go on. Mate, he's set for a long-term contract negotiations with Juventus after scoring uh, twice for Italy's senior team. That's a little bit... Uh, tell us a little bit about him, Stefan. Well, Moise Keane burst onto the scene two years ago. If you watch Italian football, you'd know who, we already know who Moise Keane is. We're talking about world football now, so he's burst oh, on no, the scene he's burst on the world scene football. in international football, yeah. Look, He's been a gun for Juve, right? He was 17, I think, in his first goal, uh, first game against Kievo once. He scored maybe, I think, a goal or two and an, and an assist. He's always had talent, this kid, you know, but I do not agree that he's Italy's new Mario Balotelli because he's another spectrum from Balotelli. He's not Balotelli. Well, I see him as a new Balotelli. Why? Because well, Like, why is he Balotelli, though? Uh, I don't agree with that. That's because the same stupid. hype was around Balotelli when he was 19 years old too. There is, but this kid doesn't go out partying every weekend and trashing himself. Well, no, we're talking about as a footballer, as a, not footballer, as a person. Footballing talent, yes, yeah, he's got talent. That's what I'm talking about. You know, he's played four times in the Serie A and he scored two goals, you know, and my, my opinion is that that's Juve's best player they've brought in from the youth. You know, he's been their best player. 100%. Right, so those two goals in the Serie A and now two goals for his national team. Oh, he's doing good. Mate, he's doing he's wonders. up and up. You know, Italy's on fire at the moment. You'll see him anyway in the next few tournaments. That I'm sure of. Anyway, so uh, watch out for Moise Keane, mate, and the Italian rampage is going to come through. <laughs> um, yes, also, some rumours coming out out of France is that Mourinho <laughs> will be Lyon's next manager. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. You know, did you hear... <laughs> Gia Leon's current manager, uh, Bruno Genesio, said that he would be honoured to be replaced by Mourinho. What do you make of that? <laughs> to me, that sounds like a man that's not interested in, the, in his job anymore. Uh, How can you say you want that to happen when you're currently in charge of the team? Like, uh, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand it. Like, I don't think there will be many people knocking his door down for his services if Mourinho takes over at Leon. Where's he going to go? Maybe he can be Rama's next manager. Yeah, right, right. Bruno Genesio. Right. <laughs> anyway, um... Look, you know what? It's sad that Jose Mourinho's succumbed to League One football, if he does. That's shocking. Yeah, well, where opinion. else is he going to go? He's absolutely really? nowhere. He's butchered all the best teams in the world. He's still young. Like, he's st- he's, I know. He can't just retire. Like. I know. Look, he's still a good manager. I still rate him. It's just it didn't work out at United because he wasn't on terms with it everyone It didn't really there. work out at Chelsea either. That's right. His second stint. Plus, it was, it was all true in the end about him and Pogba, you know, at United. Everyone, they were all trying to cover it up. It was all true. They didn't like each other. So, yeah. you know... They couldn't cover it up. It was a big issue. It's best that he's gone. Well, and it he is. Deserves, look, he needs a fresh start. I think Leon could give that for him. You know. Speaking of managers, speaking of managers, yeah, there's been a permanent deal put in place. Yes, there has. At uh, down at Old Trafford. Yeah, there has. Mister Oligana Solskjaer is now the permanent manager for the next three years. That's fantastic. Woo! 
<laughs> Come on, show some real enthusiasm. I'm That's, not. No, nah, it's it's he good deserves the, look. He deserves the appointment for the season. Mate, just I wouldn't getting... say three years. I don't think it'll last. You don't think you'll last three what if years? He wins at Champions Man United. This if he wins the Champions League, God help me! I'll have to take everything back. He'll no. have to do a Di Matteo, win the Champions League, and never be heard of again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. that's right. That guy, eh? Hey? What happened to Di Matteo? Mate, he went to Schalke, and now rumor has it he's had his nonnas making gnocchi during the day. <laughs> Maybe he should get Higuain over bringing pizza or something. No, that's shocking. <laughs> no, look, it's a good thing. Good on him. No. He deserves the shot. Why as, not? Look, as a United fan, I'm I'm happy just because no shit. Like it's night and day, mate. It's absolute night and day. Under Mourinho, the first half of the season compared to Solskjaer now, you know the past twenty games or whatever it's been, complete. Like if the if the season started when Solskjaer took over, we'd be top of the table. Like the, yeah, that, but you can't. It's such a difference. You can't say that because you're not. No, I, no, no, I know. But should have put a Wooders don't exist in no, football. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. There's that's a what chance. Happened. I'm just saying that. Okay, it, it's a good appointment because it is. He deserves his role. He's a, he deserves he's a better, it. How can you not take him? He, he's got. He's you, not a. I'm he's not, got you from I'm not saying. Nowhere. I'm not saying he's a better manager than Mourinho. He's, he's a young manager, but maybe he's the right manager for United. He's at the right. This time. Yeah, at right now, he's the right manager for Manchester United. There's a big difference, and that's what I agree with. I think he's yeah. the man to take his forward. Thank you. How far? I don't know. We'll wait and see. To the Champions League, baby! <laughs> anyway, that's been our uh, Around the League segment. And now it's time for our favourite segment, Stefan. My what is favourite it? segment. What is it? Fan talk! When my head goes up, your mouth goes shut! Yes, fan talk, Stefan. It's back again. Kick yes. it off. Kick it off for us. By the way, I just got to say, we have a lot of questions to get through. So let's go, go, go. Questions and topics. I love this. This week was really good. So Yes. So first question from Carter.Jennett. Who's the best player at each of the A-League teams? Uh, best player. Maybe we can say most important player for the team. Yeah, let's well. go. Let's kick it off. So All right. Who's Brisbane Raw. Oh, I'd say... On and off the pitch, most important, Enrique, I reckon, because yeah, of his well, experience. His experience is their talisman. Yeah. You know, he loves the club from what he told us last week. Yes. You know, I think he's he's their most important. And, um, yeah, as well, I agree. Yes. <laughs> what about Sydney? Lafonge. Lafonge. He's been the, he's been the X Factor this season. Yes, he has. He's a um, machine. Broski's finished. So, <laughs> Lafonge, yeah. Lafonge for me, too. What about Wellington? Uh, Kishner. Kishner. Kishner? What about Steven Taylor, mate? Marshalling nah. that defence. And Taylor, yeah, both of them. It's hard, but Krishna because he scored all the goals. I he's, think, he's I think a... Steven Taylor's whipped them into shape, Well, mate. there you that go. That Premier League experience, um, you know, he's got it covered. I agree. And what about the Newcastle Jets? Daniel Georgievsky, mate. Hard-hitting, absolute gut-destroying player. He's I'll, a I'll have to agree, but I think Dimu Petrados. I think he runs ah, that midfield, mate. No, nah, disagree. Disagree. <laughs> Uh, what about the Central Coast? Central Coast Manners. Uh, Would you say Jim Carachan is yeah, their best Jim, player? Yeah, Jim Carachan, I'd say best player technically-wise, technically but not team-wise. Experience-wise you know I mean. as well? You yeah, know? probably experience-wise as well, yeah. And then you got the Scum Adelaide. Oh, I'd say Goodwin. Yeah, Craig Goodwin, mate. Yeah, he's their best player Agreed. By, by far. Agreed on that one. What about the Wanderers? And the Wanderers, they go around. Bonavazia. Bonavazia, 100%. I Not agree. that little German freak they got. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think uh, Babel loves him. Yeah, too much. <laughs> and then we've got the Shoemakers team. Oh. Uh, Melbourne City. Popeye. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne City. Popeye's team. That's easy. Jamie McLaren right now. You think so? You're picking all these strikers, mate. Attacking well, players. no, it's Jamie McLaren. It makes the difference. The rest of them are all hacks. No, not Richard Dillat? Oh, forget about uh, Richard Dillat, please. 
Please. Uh, not Scorpion Boy? Nah, Scorpion Boy, no good either, mate. He's All just right. a hack. All right. What about the league leaders, Perth Glory? Ah, uh, mate, I think it's I think it's Chris Oconomides. No, nah, I'm off that guy. Nah, he's he's overrated. It's, it's got to be it's got to be Castro, mate. I don't know. No. Has to be Castro. Look for me, it's Oconomides. It's Oconomides. You're me. wrong. All right, anyway, thank you. And <laughs> finally, our boys. Melbourne Victory, most important player, Honda. Yeah, Honda. Has to be. Honda. Unfortunately. Honda. And Toivonen. That's right. When Honda and Toivonen are playing, Melbourne Victory are most likely going to Not in recent times, but anyway. (laughs) Well, you'd like to think. Um, But yeah, that's a great question. What's our our next one? Our next question comes from Joey underscore Lettieri. Who's the best coach in the A-League? That is a no-brainer for me. So I'm going to cut you off. Same time. One, two, three. Three. Mark po- Rudin. No. Oh, my God. Popovich by Popovich, a mile. no. Tony Popovich, no, mate. Don't worry, about the, don't worry about the popper. Look he's at, look at what Mark Rudin has done at the at the Phoenix, man. No, he's on. done good, but no, it's Popovich. I, I, I don't care. Popovich by a mile. For a second, I thought you were going to say Warren Joyce. Never. Popeye does not get a vote. <laughs> um, yeah, like, come on. All right. Why, why Popovich? Tell me why. Because he's brought Perth from absolute nowhere, from a shambles of a club, right, to the top. More of a shambles than what Wellington were these past few no, years? No, they've both done it equally as well. Wellington were close to folding, mate. Mate, Popovich is six points in front right now of Sydney with a game in hand. He's going to win the Premier's play. He's three games ahead of everyone. We haven't seen a, seen a dominance like that in the A-League since the Brisbane Raw days. So I, I agree. My case. No, I agree. He's, he's, he's proven that And look what that manager teams. went on to do. So if it's any indication, <laughs> Popovich is on the right path. All right, fair enough. But no, I, I say Mark Ruder, man. Like, well, come on, turning that team around, making them, getting the fans behind them, you know, creating like getting them in the finals, just getting them in the finals. They haven't made finals for the past four years. Spare me. Come on, <laughs> it's got to be Mark Ruder. Let us know anyway this week. What yes, do you think? let us know, Joey Lettieri. But anyway, our next question: Adam underscore Ewitt. When should the A League introduce promotion? Slash relegation. Mm. Tomorrow. Yeah, right now. <laughs> it's 12 not in, not, in, not in 2034. Nah, way earlier than 2034. We need this for the it's, league. It's got to be It's an absolute laughing stock. It's a joke. It's I'm not even going to talk about it because I get angry. No, we have to talk about it. No, we I'm just it, saying. I don't want to, you know. We have to discuss it. And, I, like, the sooner the better. No, the sooner um, the better. Give the other, t- give, you know, the smaller teams a chance. You know yeah. I mean? Look at the FFA Cup. It's doing wonders. Like, you see these little teams like, Beating you know, Bentley A-League Greens teams. getting in, Broadmeadows, yeah. you know, getting in there. Rockdale Suns. Oh, uh, Rockdale Suns. RPR. Yeah, well. Unbelievable. Up here, we're going to bring Toddy down for a game, mate. mate. Oh. Think, look at it like this. Come on. If there was a second division. Central Coast Mariners would be mid-table in that second division. If there was a second division, Central Coast Mariners wouldn't even be in it because by then the stadium would have been bulldozed. You reckon they'll be, be third league? It would have been a children's <laughs> playground by then, that Mariners stadium. I, I really hope the Mariners get through They're a joke. Around. I we've, hope they we've, we've hanged a, a, a lot on them uh, this episode. They're but, a joke. But what can you do? All right, what's next? Our last one isn't a question. It's a topic, Nick, from Joseph McAway. He wants to know what we think about the new Champions League. Mate, um... I don't like the idea of the new Champions League. The Champions League just needs to stay in Europe. You know, there's no point in bringing these what? smaller teams like from South America and whatever. What and the creating... hell is that? Oh, I can't believe this world. This world's cooked. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Like it, it's good as it is now. It'll the lose... only thing is all the big teams. It's always the same big teams that are in there. So I guess if you do go into the new, but this hang on, hang on. The new I know idea. Everyone, everyone says this, right? The big teams are there to be taken down. 
Yeah. We've seen big teams being taken down in the past. We've seen teams, for instance, mm. like Inter Milan, they made it their name in the Champions Mate, League. I'll, the next time we'll see a Nottingham Forest win, but you don't. You know, but hang on, or a Blackburn, you know, yeah, get in there. My point is right. It could happen even this a season. Porto. It could when's, happen this season. When's that hang happen? on, it could happen this season with Tottenham. True. It could happen with Tottenham. It could but happen Tottenham, with City. But Tottenham's a new dynasty the, could be built. Tottenham's part of the big six Hang on. now. A new dynasty could be built with Melbourne City. It could happen with Ajax. Ajax could return to the cop. Ajax, it could happen yeah. with Juve. Juve's back. You know, you don't know. There's so many stories are waiting uh, to be written. Juve, right? Juve is, a, is a heavyweight. A European They're not heavyweight. a heavyweight in Europe. Ajax, I agree. If Ajax come and do and do a, have a miracle, you know, and win, because it's very it's listen, very difficult. Listen, this is modern-day football now. Whether you can accept it or not, this is modern-day football. This is a Champions League. The biggest teams play in the Champions League. The 32 biggest teams, or however many are in the group stage, play in the Champions League. They're the biggest teams in Europe. If you want to be part of that crew, you've got to work hard. You've got to rethink your board structure, your transfer policies, if you want to get in there. We've seen teams that have been in there for years now, Right. They're obviously doing something right. Like Atletico Madrid, they were yeah. never a Champions League regular. They're featured in two finals. They're always in the Champions League. But what about if you if you have like a if you have like a you know an A League team in there? That is with this new idea that they're, they're seriously. Of doing. I'm, I'm not for this new idea only because just of the fact leave it as Europe and leave, leave it as, as Europe. The Asian Champions League. There's and, a different quality is. of football compared to Europe yeah. and the other continents. All right, South America cannot compete with Europe at the moment. Brazil used to be able to compete in a World Cup. Now but, all they do is get embarrassed. If if these teams get in there, it's a joke. What, no, I'm saying if they do do this and get in, who's to say that Melbourne Victory cannot become one of the world's heavyweights? Once they get rid of all this salary cap rubbish and whatever, because if you say Melbourne Victory is playing in the Champions League, I know that's why a will joke. These, why, I can't even no, get listen, that in my head. Why would these big players not want to come and sign there? Like, why wouldn't you want to come and it live could, in Australia listen, and play in Australia? It's going to do more for the little teams, yes, but in the essence of the Champions League as a competition, it's going to ruin it. It's going to drop its morale. I agree. With that, I agree. And I think it it's a prestigious it comp. Only the best teams have won the Champions League. There's never been a fake winner that has won the Champions League. So, you know, I, I, I disagree with this whole thing. And I, I want it to stay as it is. And I'm, I'm a Roman supporter. We haven't won yeah. the Champions League. But I want it to stay as it is. Because I believe that each year you see the best teams in Europe that are in the Champions League. They're the best teams in Europe. Yeah. But why not the best teams in the world? I agree with you. Do a world, do change. the Club World Cup. Take that more serious. No. That's what it's about. Do that. The Club World Cup used to be taken seriously. I agree, but yeah. That's Maybe what that it is. Shows the Club it. World Cup, not the UEFA Champions League. That is Europe's bread and butter. That is a silly move. I don't agree with that. But that's our answer anyway, Joseph McAvoy. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our answer there. <laughs> um, you know, and that's been Fan Talk for this episode. Now, let's look at some huge games coming up uh, in the next two weeks. And let's announce our Game of the Week, Stefan. So, yes, our first game coming up this following week will be Newcastle Jets versus the Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, big game, crunch game for both teams here. You know, they both need to win, especially the Jets if they want to make finals. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Melbourne City versus Adelaide. Another big game here. Both teams need to win to keep their final spot. Yeah, that's going to be a cracking game. Well, hopefully City get the job done and Adelaide I think out. City will get the job done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then we're, we're going to Germany, and yeah. we've got Bayern Munich against Borussia Dortmund. Huge One top of the, the table clashes players. of the week. Unbelievable. Look, they're both on even points. Do you think this will decide the title This race? is going to be the one, but I'm, I'm, I'm tipping Dortmund here. I think Dortmund's going to get surprising and shock a few people. But anyway, moving on, we have Sevilla versus Deportivo Alaves. Yeah, huge game. They're both in 
Champions League spots like Alaves. Yeah, I, I can't, can't believe, believe it. I can't what? believe you know, Sevilla, Sevilla actually behind. Yeah. They need to make up some ground here. Well, and... with Monchi back, they might be able to do something. Oh, big call. <laughs> yes, and then we go to uh, the Barcelona game against Atletico Madrid. What an enticing well, First match. versus second. Yeah, can Atletico uh, another a surprise? Top, well, another top of the table clash, you know, uh, which is something that's becoming a massive rivalry as well. Yeah, Barcelona it is. Versus it Madrid. is. Yeah. Especially with Griezmann being linked to Barcelona now as yeah. well. Oh, he might Who be doing the dirty. He might be doing the dirty, the dog. Oh, then what are oh, we Oh, no. Next? Then we have uh, AS Roma up against Napoli. Well, the title is gone for Napoli now, but Roma, you know, are fighting for that fourth place spot. You know, it's they can't afford to lose anymore, I don't think. It's now or never in the great words of Bon Jovi. But anyway, <laughs> moving on to the game in Italy to watch is Juventus versus AC Milan. What a massive the Derby d'Italia. Huge. Two two of Italian's heavyweights yep. uh, coming together. Milan need to win if they want Champions League football next season. Juve all uh, the way in this one. With Ronaldo being injured, mate, it's oh. a genuine possibility that Milan get the job done. You might be right. A second loss for the season coming up. Who knows? <laughs> then we have Inter Milan versus Atalanta. Please, Atalanta, win. <laughs> what a what a game! What a two weeks is going to be. This is going to be mate. crazy. It's, it's going to be crazy. You know, top four. The top, top four, four yeah. is this alive. Is this is it. Um, you know, if Inter will lose again without the talisman Icardi, in my opinion. Wow. Then we go to England for Liverpool versus Tottenham. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh, this is Massive it. game. This will Liverpool it. slip up you know, once and for all, or will Spurs continue on their horror run, Stefan? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, Tottenham might just get them. And lastly, we have Everton versus Arsenal. Can the Gunners keep their top four spot, or will Everton continue their current great form and try and clinch fifth you know, for a Europa League uh, berth yeah. next season? Next Go season. the Toffees. And our game of the week will be Sydney versus Melbourne Victory, the Big Blue. Yes, what a massive game. Victory, well, this is their chance, Stefan, what we are talking about before. This is their chance to get second if they beat Perth Glory. Oh, mate, top, mate. It's top on. spot is it's on. on. It's top on like Donkey on. Kong. <laughs> but um, that's been our show for this fortnight. You know, not many games due to the international break, but it's over. Yes. You know, some <laughs> big goodness. player news and club football is back and I cannot wait for the games coming up. Make sure you like, follow, share the Coach Killers podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, all at Coach Killers Podcast. Yes, and remember, when you're asked about where uh, Western United is from, just say, listen to the Coach Killers podcast, because no one has any idea anyway. <laughs> you suck.